name's not changed. Cody Rhodes, the time is about up. No longer can you hide behind your brother, behind any obstacle that you can find. No more excuses. It's time to pay the piper. So, what you got, what, what you got to think about is what this man is going to do to you. What's going on here? What the hell is that? Lance Archer. Uh -oh. Oh. <laughs> oh no. He brought he brought some toys this no, week. He brought his F4 well, F4 run that boat. What the hell is he is coming in? Oh. The hell, man. Cody bursting into Daly's place uh -oh. and he's got his fist taped up. Cody's ready to fight. Cody means business. What's up? What's, What's going up? on, everybody? Going on? Welcome back to the War Report. Whether you've been up all night listening to the new future, or uh, I guess watching Scoob, I'm your host, <laughs> Majani. Uh, as always, I am joined by my Steam colleague, Cyrus. Uh, last week I was off. I had some migraines. Uh, thank you for Justin for taking over, holding down the fort next week. Cyrus, what's going on? How you feeling? Uh. <laughs> You know, last night, I actually saw a tweet praising Scoob. So, who knows? Maybe maybe one day <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll watch Scoob. But uh, right now, it is a very gloomy uh, morning. It is pouring outside. Um, so, that uh, today should be fun. <laughs> Listen, full disclosure, I am watching that today. I am fully uh, damn on watching Scoob today. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of stir crazy kids, uh, parents are gonna buy that, kind of like buy that movie, so they can, so the parents can have like can duck away for about two hours. I think. Mm -hmm. um, I man, I really think it's insane that like Scooby Doo has lasted this long. <laughs> yeah, right. And then like I think. Two weeks later, on uh, HBO Max, we're getting like, new episodes of Looney Tunes. Like, all the, oh yeah, uh, HBO all these cartoons are just outliving, outlasting. Bugs I can't, I can't, I can't wait for HBO. I can't wait for HBO Max, man. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, everybody said that like yeah, Netflix was going to die. Netflix is still hanging in there. They're, they're giving you ne Netflix ain't going nowhere. Week. Who, who who we should be worried about is Disney Plus. Uh, I knew, <laughs> Listen, uh, I said Disney when, Plus should have like least waited a year. It should have waited a year before launching this because it was like Mandalorian, and then you had some movies like uh, you know like Lady and the Tramp, and then there was like that Toho movie, and then um, just mad. Like I just think there's just mad content on there. That I probably wouldn't watch every day, you know. I don't think there's a lot of good series on there to watch. Um, I'm never in the mood to watch like a fuck ton of Disney movies at once. Um, I'm not trying to see Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, I've never thought about like watching Lizzie McGuire again. You know, it like Disney Plus is the nostalgia machine, and I don't. Uh, that nostalgia doesn't really work for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how... I mean, I know nostalgia has kind of been, like, the thing with all these, like, series getting rebooted. Like, you saw, like, Saved by the Bells getting rebooted by, like, the Peacock uh, NBC service. But um, I don't know how many people are going to watch, like, Rookie of the Year all, all over again. You know what I mean? Like, And then, yeah. like, unfortunately with the pandemic, things got, like, delayed. Like, I know... Falcon and Winter Soldier still has to do some shooting to do. Hopefully they get that done so they could maybe make the uh, August premiere date. Uh, for what I understand, like WandaVision is done. But, you know, you got to have co original content. And it seems like yeah. HBO, HBO Max has that. Uh, Netflix definitely has it. Like I said, they have something new every week. Now, whether is that if that's good content, that is... You know, that's well, debatable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're it, it, it is unlimited content, and I think that's important because you know you can weed out the bullshit. But uh, 
shame that pro wrestling doesn't have, uh, you know, a whole bunch of bullshit going on because there's only like two promotions active. <laughs> uh, I mean, New Japan is looking. I, that's the You're thing. trying. I don't, know, I don't know how New Japan is going to look uh, with empty arenas. I feel like the crowd kind of helps make their shows. Like you're going to hear like the stuff um, from like Ishii and Shingo like in a, uh, a I'm ass I'm uh well we we have to take like New Japan fans they are fairly silent anyway. So, but I'm I'm I wouldn't be uh I wouldn't be annoyed at a, like a no fans uh New Japan match, you know. Um I talked about it before, like the um, the no people gate at Stardom. Like I, they they did a lot with like no people there. Um, you know they they kind of like they like they knew it was there. Like you know the whole like mystique of like it being like fairly gone. So that you know they just tried to push forward anyway. So I think hearing the slaps from Ishii or you know the never like the never open weight title matches are like really going to be something and then you know you can hear the wrestlers talk shit more or whatever so um it'll be different but i don't think it would be like drastically different where like it really hurts the product um but whenever new japan comes back i think they should be coming back strong like stronger than ever yeah i think that new japan will definitely come back around g1 time in the fall i would guess or maybe the summer uh, ROH, they've canceled shows. MLW, they're still trying to figure out their stuff. NWA, uh, also trying to figure out what they can do. And I think that's a, seg- a good segue into In the Trenches this week, where we start off. Rusev, possibly going to the NWA. So Nick Aldis said he was talking about NWA and uh, like the pandemic and everything. They mentioned Rusev. And Nick Aldis like, wanted Rusev to go there. And his quote is like, if we could get him at the end at the NWA, even for a short period run, it would be huge. Now, immediately, yeah, I didn't think of him going to NWA, but I was watching Power yesterday, and I'm like, you know what? That might actually be a good fit for him. Yeah, um, as long as and you know, because NWA Power does have like the old school like gimmick, uh, or you know, kind of like feel to it. As long as they don't give Rusev like evil foreigner. Like all old wrestling does, I think I think he'll be great over there. Yeah, that would kind of be my only reservation. Thinking about going to like, is he going yeah. to be like the evil, like, like Russian as, character? Yeah, as long as they don't do that with him, then I think he would be perfect over there. I think there's a there's a ton of people at NWA Power that are solid promos, uh, solid wrestlers. So I, I think that'd be really great. Yeah, I think for AW, they have to kind of figure it out with the acquisitions that they already have and uh, mm-hmm. add kind of Rusev to the mix right now. I don't know if they have, like, wiggle room to sign somebody like that. And the fact that, like, they, I think they need to, like, with Brody Lee, with Matt Hardy, uh, with Lance Archer... Like, you're getting them ingrained for double or nothing, too. So, I think kind of adding somebody like Rusev uh, would be a little too much right now. But, like, I can see Rusev in MWA. Uh, maybe New Japan when they start back up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I definitely, like, like that uh, was kind of, for me, that was the first place I thought. I was like, okay, he'd probably go to New Japan. Uh, I'm not really sure about ROH. But if they're trying to do stuff and change stuff over there with Marty's The Booker. Maybe so. Like, you probably yeah. say like Rusev versus like Jeff Cobb or somebody like that. But uh, I I wouldn't hate that. Uh, but um, ho- hopefully uh, Rusev can get his footing uh, back into the pro wrestling scene once everything is like uh, figured out. So next thing on the agenda, I saw this and kind of like talked about this with a friend uh, off pod. So I wanted to ask you. Do you think it's an issue for Charlotte to kind of be on all three shows? She's going to be on SmackDown tonight. Uh, she's been on Raw. She's been on NXT. She's the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, some people think that it seems to be like that's just kind of like too much. 
Um, just say you hate Charlotte, really. Um, like, j- j- like, just say you hate Charlotte. Um, if if this was under regular circumstances, like you know NXT was still in the performance center, and you know Charlotte showed up to SmackDown in Iowa, then I would have an issue. But they're all they're they've been recording in the same place for two months now. Um, everybody wants to make a big deal out of ratings, so of course they're going to add you know the SmackDown uh, women uh, women's champion have her on the face of uh, all these shows. That's just how it's going to be. <laughs> I mean, you just said it to that point. Like everybody's there, you might as well utilize all the talent that you have, right? Like, you see that yeah. with Raw and SmackDown in the uh, talent exchange. Uh, if you have people like, you know, you don't, you're down a Roman Reigns. You're down yeah. a Becky Lynch now. That is a huge void. Like, yeah, You're going to have to find, I mean, it's awesome that you have, a, you know, Asuka, uh, a Bailey, which who I think is hugely underrated for her heel run. Uh, like you have to, you have to kind of like figure out where you kind of like plug these pieces and, and like these kind of like these puzzle pieces and shift everything around. So I don't think yeah. so. Like, you know what I mean? Like NXT is not developmental. It hasn't been for a while. It's the third brand. So if you could utilize yeah. Charlotte, then go ahead. And it, and it's not like, uh, you know, she's going to like, no, sh- like, People used to give, you know, Brock Lesnar shit all the time for not being there, you know, but now you have a worker. Yeah. Now you have a worker that like shows up everywhere or, you know, uh, you know, shows up to work and now it's an issue. (laughs) I mean, like think of her kind of like showing up to SmackDown tonight. I would presume somebody, I guess, would challenge her like maybe, hmm. I'm trying to think who a Naomi. Also, who would challenge her for the NXT Women's title? Uh, Maybe like a Naomi, like that would be pretty cool. Dana Brooke, um, not Lacey Evans. Next Friday. Oh, true. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just uh, I, I'm cool with Charlotte being on all the shows. Uh, I I would like to also like well, it's too late to preface, but um, I don't watch SmackDown or Raw. <laughs> so yeah, um, anybody who's watching I, like Wednesdays, it may give you a little bit of incentive to watch Raw. Well, well, at least SmackDown. Well, yeah. Now, now I have to watch SmackDown. <laughs> at least to see what Charlotte does. It'd probably be like a promo or something, and somebody would be like, you know, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, she goes up. Uh, hopefully, she has a match against with somebody like Naomi or like somebody else from NXT comes on tonight, and then they have. Uh, they have a match with somebody from SmackDown. Lacey Evans. Nah, Lacey Evans has still got, like, something going with, like, uh, Sasha and Bailey, so. Yeah. So, like, that, yeah, she's out of it. That's why I say, like, Naomi or, like, Carmelo or, like, Dana Brooke or somebody. And the final thing for In the Trenches, uh, AEW Dark had, like, 18 matches on it this week. Like, literally, <laughs> uh, well, I'm exaggerating. Eight, nine. Yeah, it was like nine, it which was is like ridiculous. Full, like, it was a full. Yeah, it was basically like a full card. Card. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like a dynamite. But like, I don't want to call them jobbers. Well, they they kind of are jobbers. But yeah, um, I wanted to highlight a match in particular because you know I was surprised that you didn't know him, uh, and you're like the death match. Uh, for RNC, uh, Japanese deathmatch legend Doctor Luther and Jenny Havoc fought in a no DQ. Hey man, to 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 fur to further the fact that Luther ain't no real legend. He's on AEW Dark. <laughs> um, if he was such a big legend like they proclaim he is, he would be on Dynamite. True. Uh, would you? Th- <laughs> Would you, uh, since you were uh, the deathmatch kind of guru, would you think of the match? So, I would say, 
you know, in, in, in this pandemic, you don't really want people like bleeding all over the place or, you know, have like a really, really, you know, ha- having a, you know, sort of a, a normal death match. Like, I, I get that, you know, uh, just like, you know, keeping shit sanitary. Um, but Luther moves like, I, I like, what it was like a snail, like something like slower than a snail. Um, a sloth. Yeah, just he, he his offense is like bare minimum, you know. And then uh, Excalibur commentary goes, you know, like these are deathmatch guys, but like no, they can really wrestle. And then Luther just does like one of the laziest shits I've ever seen. <laughs> and you know, um, I've I've seen I've I've seen that you know kind of like that story like played out before like oh this deathmatch wrestler can't really wrestle you know like I, I I like I've seen that before and utilized much better because the talent weren't shitty um, Luther is bad I, I I don't know what they were thinking about signing him um, pe- people say that like oh just like uh, I asked people before like it, like. Do you know Luther? Like, let's like let's keep it really real. Do you know Luther? And it was just like, no, he just happened to be around in a time, or you know, have matches on shows with people way more lit than he is. And then just because he was around for that time, people call him a legend. You know, um, Japanese deathmatch legend Doctor Luther. Listen, like when I first heard I, that, I was like, what the. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um and I and I just want to highlight Jimmy Havoc. Okay. Real quick. This guy used to be like the hottest thing that the UK has to offer. This guy was like British wrestling and like, you know, uh like highly popular in the UK. He comes here to AW just a fart noise when this man comes out. I don't think I like. I don't think Jimmy Havoc should really like. AEW is not doing Jimmy Havoc any like. Like they're not. Uh, they're not helping him. Well, you know, trying uh, to like get him involved more. Like you saw him with uh, Kip Saban and Penelope Ford. Yeah, uh, like they've been trying to get him in, in, into like regular. But then they matches, book him in this match. I appreciate. But, like, with this Luther and Jimmy Havoc thing, it was like they built this up for, like, weeks. Then they kind of forgot about it. And then they had, like, the blow-off match here, which was, like, a regular no-DQ match. And it was okay. I I think, you know, unlike... Under certain diff- like different circumstances of the world, maybe we could have like probably would have got like a more bloodier match or like a more brutal match. But like you can still have a brutal match without blood. Uh, WWE has done it before, um, but it's just like the wrestling between you know, like if you watch Deathmatch Wrestling a lot, like uh, usually the spot to spot isn't too great uh, here. The spot to the spot isn't great, and then the spots suck. <laughs> like, uh, you know, they, you know, uh, they they do like standard wrestling stuff, probably like you know, like a leaf frog, uh, like a leaf frog sequence of some sort. And then Luther does like the, um, I would say like the brutal, like the most brutal part of the match is where Luther does the. Um, the arm drag or like a hip toss and then like Jimmy Havoc's like vertebrae like hits the chair. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And that's like the most you get. Like uh people are like throwing chairs at each other's heads and like that's it. Like that's the match. Yeah, it was like yeah, I felt like it was one of the tamest no DQ matches ever, but you know, the Rona. You don't know yeah. you don't want anybody catching that but even though they do could, it as JR said this week, they are testing people. Um, could 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 they have a better match if Corona wasn't around? Maybe. I mean, better subjective, my friend. Uh, what do you yeah. mean by better? Like, do you mean by like high, like 
bigger spots, May- like lighting the table yeah. on fire better, or yeah, like having like big, a- bigger spots better. I probably. Uh, it was just like you know if. Jimmy Havoc were to do something to Luther, like he would have some time to do it because Luther moves so slow. But yeah, uh, yeah, they would probably like do some staple guns. They would probably do things like that. But, like as like, this is probably better like better is a match. term that we are like contorting like uh, like some Plato here. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like necessarily it would be like a five-star match but like it would probably be more uh, i would say more brutal but i don't know well when this match is no stars uh i think if you even gave me a two-star i would be happy (laughs) oh man i don't i don't know when i when we talked and i'm like you know luther right dr luther you know, the Japanese deathmatch legend, legend Luther. You're like, who? I was like, okay, we're in trouble here. Like, we, it, uh... could, like so like, you know, I don't know everybody out there, but I put it, I put it out there to the world. I was just like, do you know who Luther is? Nobody said nothing. People just said, uh, I think, uh, Chris Matt, he, he was just like, you know, he was, uh, he was like on the undercard for like dudes, way more fire than he is. <laughs> you know, he just he just happened to be around. Uh but nah, he ain't no legend by any means, bro. <laughs> well I think right there is a good segue to get into AEW Dynamite. I think we should talk a little bit about this uh Cody and Archer angle that begins to show. Uh so I think it's kind of sets the tone for everything because like the ending stuff on this show, like, there was a lot of options, I, w- I would say. I thought mm-hmm. it was an okay show. Uh, hopefully, we get something a little better uh, for the Double or Nothing Go Home show, because that's next week. But there were a lot of, like, things that just didn't end the right way. Uh, kind of when Cody goes for, like, that, uh, that cutter that he does off the ropes, he slips mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, Archer kind of catches him. Uh, he pushes him back to the ropes. And Jake the Snake, Archer, and Cody kind of look at each other. And then Archer gets to the other side. I was like, what is going on here? Uh, Jake um, did not. I, I know Jake is a little bit older. And the promo was initially good. But uh, I was like, okay, as Cody's doing this, you could kind of, you know, maybe hit him or push him off or do something like that. <laughs> and I'll go with the truck. Because I think Justin said this, and I think, and I was thinking this too. When you drive a truck like that, and I, I don't know if it's stick or anything like that, <laughs> you will flood the transmission doing what Cody did. Like, your transmission will be fucked. That is mm-hmm. $2,000 $2, to $3,000 of hard-earned money that will that you, you have to use to replace that. And I'm like, okay, like it's a nice little truck. Did, did, did you did, did? How how do you feel about you know? Uh, how do you feel about the truck whole thing where he like floors it and then breaks when he hits like a little thing? Yeah, I don't. Like I said, like I didn't. I had, my transmission kind of went like my transmission <laughs> in my car like winced. Uh, that's not what you're supposed to do. I thought it was very kind of reminiscent of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I guess it's Stone Cold, you know. Yeah. Uh, used to drive trucks, Zambonis, anything uh, through the I, arena. Yeah. And, you know, I, it, well, it, the juxtaposition between Cody doing it, like coming down with a black truck and coming off with like formal gear to fight with his uh, fist taped, I thought it was pretty funny. But. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think it was supposed to be funny, uh, <laughs> but I, I certainly, uh, enjoyed that part a lot. And I, I, I didn't think the brawl was too, uh, you know, like you pointed out, like there's a lot of botches in the brawl and I, I, Jake the Snake Roberts sounds horrible here. Like he sounds sick. Yeah, but what is going 
on with his voice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the promos are gener- are, are good, I think. <clears throat> but it's like, you know, if I'm drinking tea, I want to pass him, like, I want to, like, kind of, like, pass him a cup. Like, I'm like, dude, drink something. Give my man a recall. Like, he should not be talking, like, talking this long with his voice sounding like that. Like, definitely Lance Archer should be picking up the mic for himself at this point. Um, hopefully when the feud is over, uh, Lance Archer could pick up uh, the mic for himself. Jake the, Jake the Snake sounds awful here. And then, you know, during the brawl, he, like, adds sly comments onto the microphone, and he, he just sounds, like, awful. Um, segment not too great. Ass. It is, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, listen, I, I will defend his usage here because I think – he adds an element. I think Jake the Snake Roberts is one of the best heels of all time to me. Uh, if you look like back in the 90s and the stuff that he did with The Undertaker and uh, Randy Savage, like all-time heel stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that like basically like, his cerebral uh, things that he's adding here is, is better. Uh, he mm-hmm. does say some stuff about women here that I was like giving – I was like, hmm. This is, uh, yeah. I mean, this is a very 80s promo that I don't know would kind of go over <laughs> well in 2020. But it, 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 it is so 80s where he says anything that happens in this, you know, square circle, you know, you step in here, anything's like, you know, uh, liable to happen. I feel like that is like one of the most 80s things I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like, why do you have like... You know, like the women's supposed to do this. I guess he's obviously talking about Randy, but uh, uh, you know, just get like a hole, get, get some green tea, like clear. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. like his voice is just yeah, kind of. Uh, I'm like, dude, like are you his, vo- his voice, like his voice is leaving him, and then you're having him cut these promos. Uh, not, not, not the best idea. But I am looking forward to Lance Archer. And uh, Cody, uh, next week we get a standoff between Jake the Snake and Arn Anderson. Yawn. <laughs> well, I mean, like, they're going to, on the behalf of Cody and Lance, they're going to cut, like, some passionate promos. Like, they're both great on the mic. It's just, like, is Lance Archer, like, I'm, I'm guessing that Lance Archer is going to attack Arn. He's going to attack Arn. And, and like smash his head into you know the canvas, and the canvas, and then like Cody's gonna run him off. That's what I think. All right, I wouldn't be too bad at that. The car Sheeta, she, I mean, I feel like she's been number one contender for a while now, but uh, she is the consensus <laughs> yeah. contender right now. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like, okay, well, she she won this match against Penelope for Britt Baker for Statlander. It was good to see. Statlander back, even though I felt she was like a little rusty here. Um, but she will go against Nyla. I thought the promo at backstage that they had was a little weird because, like, Nyla's like, I have something for you. And then, like, she clearly has the kendo stick. And then she, like, taps mm-hmm. the kendo stick. And then, like, it, and, like, her car's like, ah! Oh! And then I'm like, all right, that's a very, weird. uh, uh, it, it was very Tom and Jerry for me. Yeah. Uh, like it for for me, it, it like it, it didn't ruin the whole thing for me. It's just a small nitpick where like she clearly has the candlestick behind her back. Like it's like literally like kind of like peeking over her head, <laughs> and then she just like whacks her once, and then she instantly looks at the camera. I'm just like, uh, sell it a bit. Hit, uh, hit her a couple more times. Fuck it. It was and very then, like Road Runner Wally Coyote ish. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought the women's match was really good. Uh, it seems like they're moving in the uh, moving in the direction uh, of Chris Statlander and Britt Baker, or God knows whatever the hell they're gonna do with Brandy Rhodes. Uh, me and Justin talked about it last week. Where like everybody's like in a feud of some sort, you know, like everybody doesn't really like like anybody, so any anything is really liable to happen. <laughs> so uh, whatever happens with Statlander. Brandy and uh, Britt Baker. Maybe this is the time where uh, Statlander and uh, Brandy finally come together outside of uh, Nightmare Collective. 
Yeah, uh, so you're going to have two matches and Double or Nothing too. So Kara Sheeta and Nyla uh, Rose is going to be a no DQ, no count out uh, match. Fire. Uh, that, and then you're going to have Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker is also going to be on the card. So there you go. Um, finally, well, I like that they booked two women's matches on like their main pay-per-view card. So I'm like, all right, we're heading in the right direction. Good for them. Yeah. Jericho and uh, our man Pineapple Pete. Uh, well, there's a payoff for uh, all the Pineapple Pete slander that Jericho has been doing really unwarranted for uh, a pretty long time. And then it's over. <laughs> and then we get this, uh, this uh, a stampede. Uh, a stampede. A stampede. Whatever the whatever the hell that is, Jericho cuts a promo to Vanguard One again. Uh, Rest in peace, talk, Vanguard yeah, One. Yeah, talk about goofy shit. Um, <laughs> and then Jericho uh, has a bat which he names Floyd. Um, and then he hits Vanguard One with it. Yeah. And then the inner circle is like jumping a drone. They beat the hell out of Vanguard oh. One, man. Uh. uh Hey man, Matt Hardy Trump check must have came through because that boy wow, love okay. his uh love love his uh love his drone and he probably gonna upgrade to a new one. Well, hopefully, I mean, like hopefully they're paying him good over there where he could kind of uh, he, he probably work it for the new drone. <laughs> yeah, like you can depending on what state he is in, he'd go to a Best Buy and get a curbside pickup. And get a drone. Brand new, brand new drone, no keys, bro. I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Uh, Good on Pineapple Pete for getting some offense here. Like I thought that, like, yeah, like good for him there. But uh, like Pineapple Pete, not sorry, bud. You know, Uh, yeah, uh, got offense for, yeah, got offense for like twelve seconds and then Judas effect. Um. Can you enlighten me on what's a stadium stampede match? Uh, I do not know. I will. They didn't tell us. Uh, I think that I'm going to inform us right next week. If I had to guess, had to guess it was probably going to be like a false count. In just a stadium. Count. Oh, just like a stadium brawl. Yeah. I, uh, I thought like yeah. this is just like their fancy way of saying it, like stadium stampede. I. Instead of Stadium Stampede, I would have preferred if they, like, uh, kept, like, the War Games match that they were going to do. Oh, the Blood and Guts match. Yeah, uh, I would I would have preferred that. I Personally, I just love War Games. But, um, sure, whatever the Stadium Stampede is, uh, that street fight that uh, Sam, Sammy Guevara got ran over whenever went over so well with the people, so... Yeah, Might as well add everybody to the mix. The same with that, with this yeah. match, just with like five on five. Yeah, shouldn't uh, shouldn't be too bad, I guess. Depending, like if it goes long, then like you know it's gonna uh, overstay its welcome. But I'm, I'm okay with that. Quick piece of business here: Mike Tyson is gonna be presenting the TNT title. How random is that? Right? TNT title. <laughs> Uh, what do you uh, think about that? No, um, I think you know AEW usually uh, like I, I, I sometimes I have a problem with uh, well how they displayed the first title with um, Bret Hart where there was like a whole bunch of people there and then Bret Hart just unveiled the title and then the uh, <laughs> as they were brawling and then the camera wasn't on him they really flubbed that uh, that reveal in my opinion. Um, AEW capitalizing on the return of Mike Tyson or, you know, Mike Tyson basically saying he's back, you know, um, they're kind of striking while the iron's hot. Uh, cause I, like, I, I don't really know when Mike Tyson is going to have another boxing match, but, um, Mike Tyson saying he's back and then getting booked to, uh, to present the TNT title. I think that's very, uh, good timing on them. Oh, yeah, they definitely stuck when the iron was hot. Like, it was just like, Mike has been, 
doing all these kind of like fight videos, like the the guy is he still got it. Like if yeah, uh, I'm wondering, like, would you would you, for ten million dollars, would you take a combination from Mike? Yes. Fuck it. Yeah, like ten mil. A good t- yeah, a good ten million. I, I had I had two spinal surgeries, bro. I think I could take a combination from Mike and live. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you'll be out for a while, but you will be $10 million richer when you come to. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, you know, get some drinks, and I ain't, gotta, I, I ain't even got to worry about the price. Might have a little, like, might have a little CTE, <laughs> but, like, at least you'll remember, remember enough to enjoy the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson... Presenting this title, uh, I know we'll we'll get into it when we talk about NXT in a bit. But like, there was some uh, like a little juxtaposition here because in your house is coming back, and then you know they're like, oh well, Mike Tyson is kind of obviously do you know like they're doing some nostalgia stuff too, and I just think that like Cody and every, all of them were on social media and they saw like. You know the videos, and they're like, you know what? Let's call this guy. Let's see what they could do. Yeah. He was there at uh, the original Double or Nothing. From what I heard, he really enjoyed it. So, like, you know, if you wanted to yeah. bring somebody out, cool, Mike Tyson. Maybe he'll get involved. Maybe yeah, um, punch MJ after something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I I have no qualms with them bringing in Mike Tyson. Like I, I told my little joke on Twitter, but like. They, uh, I think this is a good get to uh, present the title as long as they don't like try to have like a brawl again before unveiling the title. Um, then I, I think everything should go fine, and then we we can talk about NXT in your house when we get there. But I think it's a good like good i good ideas on both sides. So they mentioned uh, some of the rules for the casino ladder match, so. Uh, it's Scorpio Sky, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, and Cole Cabana, who's in it so far. So the casino ladder match is going to start with two men. And then every, I think, 60 or 90 seconds, another uh, another man is going to get in the ring. But, it, you know what I mean? Like, the two men who are already in the ring can get the chip before anybody else comes down there. So it's like... Yeah. Battle Royal, like their Royal Rumble type rules, but in a ladder match. Innovation. Yeah, there was, I think they were just like, all right, we got a ladder match. Uh, we obviously can't do the Battle Royal here, so let's just kind of combine the two. That's why I felt like that. that's what they were doing. I think what, what could have made this better, you know how a lot of people accidentally like try to like pin or submit somebody in a ladder match. Yeah. Uh make it elimination. Yeah, you get eliminated so you can't uh well I just tapped my mic by accident, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, like at uh at elimination. Yeah. That would have made it a lot that better. Definitely be cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah I, I don't There's How many more something. people do they plan on having? I'm not even sure. I know they got yeah like the guys I just mentioned, it can't be too many. I don't. I think that too many people would kind of like dilute it a little bit because you're gonna have some crazy ass spots with Darby, Scorpio, and Ray Phoenix. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Like I guess they'll announce maybe one or two more people this week. Uh, we'll get into like predictions and stuff next week when we do our yeah yeah yeah, yeah. prediction show. Just to wrap things up. Um, this Brody Lee and Chris Daniels match was a little weird to me because Chris Daniels, like Brody Lee gave Chris Daniels a lot here. And then there was this mm-hmm. weird thing that I'm like, all right, you Ooh, wanted to pick why? Brody Lee is a monster, but then you want him to cheat like a heel with the chair and that didn't work. And then Chris Daniels gets his finishers off and obviously he kicks like I feel like with some AEW <laughs> matches, they just don't know how to go home. With mm-hmm. gotta gotta keep Chris Daniels strong for some reason. Um, the one time that they don't do a squash match, it is to their detriment. 
Um, yeah, th- this match was weird. And then um, SCU gets involved where, like, everybody's, like, brawling in the ring. And the ref doesn't, like, try to inject anybody out. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it was a weird match. I definitely think Christopher uh, Christopher Daniels... Uh, well, like, I definitely think the match should have been shorter. Cut, cut out the chair thing. Like, I don't, I don't think... Uh, I don't know... Christopher Daniels trying to use a chair, like you're you're not a you're not a quote unquote you know heel tag team. So I thought that was weird when he pulled out the chair and tried to use it. But um, yeah, man, this match was a was a little weird. But we're getting Brody Lee and John Moxley for the title. Um, so be it, I guess. <laughs> like like last week, I said I wanted to see Brody Lee in a, like a normal match before facing John Moxley, and then we got this. Like I'm not excited uh, for the match come double or nothing. I mean, like we've seen them in CZW, we've seen them in WWE. Uh, you know, they this is a quick build for them. You know I mean, like they're building within two weeks. They're trying to make some stakes. I'm not saying, like, they should have squashed Christopher Daniels, but, like, some of the stuff here where they were, like, trying to protect him just kind of baffled me a little bit. I was like, oh, well, like, I, I don't know yeah. what they're really doing. Like, what, they're, what are you trying to show me? Like, I Yeah, especially, like... Daniels and the Dark Order had that little storyline in the beginning. It's just that, like, I don't know. Had. Like, what are you trying to do now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That shit's over with long over with so, yeah i don't know like i don't I, I just didn't think that brody lee came off looking the best in this match and i think that aw uh, has to really like look for a way to like end their matches that doesn't end in this big ass kerfuffle basically mm-hmm. it's just like oh a lot of stuff is happening like like you said scu and the Dark Order are fighting in the ring, and the ref is like, what the hell is going on? And then they mm-hmm. just went back to having a regular match. It was just very... Ah, man, it's just... It just Not good. Like messy, uh, to, say, to say the least. And then, uh, you know, the po- post-match stuff, um, Moxley comes out, gives a... Uh, yeah, he gives a speech. What do... What is, uh, the paradigm shift, uh, you know, delivers a couple paradigm shifts, and then, you know, we're on our way. That is AEW Dynamite for the week. Let's jump into NXT. Uh, we got some, uh, some kind of, mm-hmm. I think, some cool stuff to go to. Like we alluded to, NXT TakeOver is going to happen June 7th. It is the 25th anniversary of In Your House, so it's going to be NXT TakeOver In Your House. I think this is so cool. They got to bring back the set. They got to bring back they got they got to bring back the classic set for this. If they don't, do oh that, yeah, then they are doing this an injustice. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think they could uh, pull 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 some uh, pull pull out all the stops and then uh, put the put that together. I'm excited for it. I can't see I can't wait to see what matches are going to be on there. I'm just glad that they're having a takeover. It just seems like it's been forever since they had one. Yeah. Um... Well, we <laughs> we kind of got one last week without the uh, the moniker of takeover, but yeah, uh, it, it's nice that we're getting uh, like a special of some sort where like some like feuds can probably like come together or like some will end. So a big shock to me, Imperium and the new tag champs. I I saw this and I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, like, they had chemistry for a couple matches, but once you, like, you know, I guess when you go against a more experienced tag team, I guess, you know, it, it, it kind of, like, weighs, uh, weighs thin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've said this in, like, older shows. I think Eichner and Barthel should have been the NXT UK tag champs. Um, Absolutely. Although, but you know, obviously NXT UK is on ice, so getting them here it gives an extra interesting little wrinkle to uh, NXT. Uh, as you saw, and I thought it was a neat little through line throughout the whole show, it was Matt Riddle and Tim Thatcher. Uh, mm-hmm. They basically, I mean, 
their alliance was kind of on, I, I wouldn't say on shaky ground. Like, it just seems like, it just seemed like Tim was not all the way bought in Matt Riddle's kind of, like, <laughs> character or, or as they were yeah. driving along. And it was eventually going to wear thin. Like, uh, like, Pete Dunne can deal with his shenanigans. And I guess uh, Timothy Thatcher just couldn't. Um, so I, I think it would, uh, it might be a little weird once Pete Dunne comes back and then, uh, Matt Riddle could be like, yo, you, you like set me up. And I think this is a good way to like slowly like push Matt Riddle out of NXT. Yeah. Like what else could he they, do there? Unless he's going yeah. for like the major title. Cause you know, like going with the, uh, undisputed air zoom call. <laughs> they got uh, they got some other issues on their hands, and we could briefly talk about mm-hmm. that next week. It's going to be Roderick Strong versus our guy Dexter Loomis. Um, do you think that can, Loomis can I ask? Do you can think, I ask for a better wrestling match? <laughs> do you think that Dexter Loomis is going to? Are they doing what I think they're going to do? In kind of have him go through all of Undisputed Air and maybe go challenge Cole for the title? I'm with it. Uh, shit, it could be the match for uh, In Your House. It could be. He could stalk all yeah, of Undisputed uh, Era and then just kind of go to get Cole. Like, yeah. I guess we saw the vision early and then they are just... <laughs> hey, man. I, I have my third eye open. You know it would be really cool? If they do the Zoom call again, and then uh, Dexter Loomis like pops up in one of they, be- <laughs> that'd be so fire. Yeah, man. No, or like he he's like uh they do it again. He's like is and he's in Roddy's house or some shit like that, man. I'm all in on Dexter Loomis, man. I'm really uh, I think he's a really good competitor, and they could do some really cool uh, wacky shit with him. They could. Like, he could either kind of, like, they, they do the Zoom call and they hear, like, it'd be, like, some, uh, like, some, like, horror movie shit. Like, they, like, who's this fifth, who's this fifth person? Like, it's just, like, oh, yeah. a blank thing. And then all of a sudden they show, like, Dexter Loomis just kind of, like, staring into his laptop or his phone. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm all in, man. <laughs> so... Circling back around, like, what do you think about this Matt Riddle Tim Thatcher match? Do, I, I thought that I loved it because it was a different type of match that we used to see in NXT. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. these guys have like some wrestling background. Matt Riddle has his MMA background. Like, as you saw in the beginning of the match, he's like striking, and then like Tim Thatcher kind of works off that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, this is, uh, this is kind of, like, everything I like about, like, two people with, like, styles that I really enjoy. Uh, I, I do love the catch point wrestling, uh, sort of thing. So these two to come together and just, like, just do a lot of that stuff in this match. Uh, I, I, I like, I, I like this match a lot. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it didn't go too long. Like, uh, like if it was, like, on a takeover or some shit like that, like, it, it, it really came together, and Matt Riddle took a loss, so that's uh, that's that's good. You know, they they didn't squash uh Thatcher or squash uh, you know, they they let uh Thatcher get a big win here. Do you think that Thatcher joins his Imperium buddies? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Um, I I, I know people are just like you know Walter and you know. They have history on the Indies, of course, but like we don't have to rehash everything that happens uh, on the Indies. So going off that, Damian Priest is Finn Balor's attacker. I thought it was a pretty good match between Finn Balor and Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about? I didn't see Damian Priest coming. Like I thought it was going to be somebody different. Like I don't know, like. Trying to think of somebody off the top of my head, anybody but Damian Priest. But it was a pleasant surprise. I'm like, all right, cool. Like it was like Finn Balor's working with somebody taller, uh, somebody athletic. 
they can make this into a really fun match for in your house. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you think about it? Um, I'm excited to see Damian Priest work with someone smaller. Um, like I will say, I think, I think Keith Lee beating Dajakovic and uh, Damian Priest uh, put a stink on them, really. Because uh, I, I, I'm sure when people saw Damian Priest, they were just like, "Oh, this motherfucker again," you know. Um, so uh, I'm excited for the match. Uh, is it's weird that it's like heel versus heel. Maybe we see uh, Balor turn, or we see like I don't think we're gonna see uh, Damian Priest turn. I think he uh, he's too established in like the infamy thing. So I, I think that's weird. Like uh, Balor's character can easily be molded back into a face. Um, uh, uh, yeah, for in your house, I think it will make a decent match. But uh, I, I wonder how this feud is going to evolve uh, prior to that pay per view. Hey man, Damian Priest was uh, he was undefeated for a long time there until yeah. like, the whole Keith Lee Dom Dom thing. Uh, this I think this pairing him with Finn Balor will be like a good refresher for him. So because yeah. he's been. Kind of like wrapped up in that whole uh, North getting bodied by Keithley <laughs> and taking L's and taking losses. Uh, I think that Finn Balor is a good guy to pair him with. So yeah. we're going off of that, uh, like I don't know, like this, like I said, like this was a feud that I wasn't expecting. But in NXT, there's so much talent there that you can just kind of like pair anybody, you know, and like it make a good match. Uh, before mm-hmm. I get to the Gargano dinner, I want to go to quick, two quick notes. Uh, it looks like Aaliyah will not be getting a, uh invitation to the Rob Stone Collective losing to Caden Cross, unfortunately. Duh. Duh. Caden Carter got a much-needed win. Caden Carter, my bad. Yeah. But I love Rob Stone coming out and being like, Oh, I'm here to scout you. Soon as he lost, ew, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up, man. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have had. Uh... Nah, man. That that felt too green for me. Uh, but yeah, man, th- th- this sucks. Uh, I definitely thought uh, Aaliyah was gonna join the brand. I thought this would have been uh, much needed for her, but I guess they don't really see the vision, man. Listen now, to her credit. I think that she is getting a little bit better in the ring. However, last week, trying to jump in the match, gets beat up by Zia Lee, and then runs off unexpectedly. I don't know why she did that. Mm-hmm. This week, losing to Caden Carter. Um, hey, I don't think that uh, I think that scouting thing <laughs> went the wrong way. And, yeah. I guess that she won't be joining. <laughs> I guess Rob Stone's just like, well, there's nothing we can do here. See ya. Yeah, it's just like, eh, you're not really with the shits, buddy. And then, you know, she's out of there. Uh, hopefully, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to really hope for anybody to really come back anytime soon, but like, because, you know, just how shit is right now, but like, she really needs to, uh, she really needs to link back up with uh, Vanessa Bourne and they need to come back and get some wins. I don't even know if Vanessa Bourne is still in NXT, honestly. Like, I, I think yeah, I, 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 I don't know either. <laughs> she she may have been one of the cuts. Uh, I Yeah, I don't know if a bad bougie is even... You might just still have the bougie. Uh, I think the bad left out the door. That's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's very unfortunate for Aaliyah. But uh, hey, like I said, like if if she can kind of get some wins under her belt, maybe she could join the Robstone Collective. I, I don't know. She's gonna yeah. start to maybe, gonna start winning. Uh, maybe the slice of fire under her. I don't like. I just don't know any uh, anybody in NXT she can beat. <laughs> like maybe uh, who's uh, who's the girl that uh, Candice beat last week uh, or two? Casey uh, Yeah, maybe she could get a win against her. <laughs> Uh, as uh, 
<laughs> as the Gargano dinner would say, like the ninja. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that the Dakota Kai uh, video package was really good. Obviously, they're going to go back to her and uh, Tegan are not done. So they're going to go back oh, to Oh, damn. Wrap, wrap that up. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a fan anymore? Um, I, I just feel like we got the blow off already. Like we already seen the finale of the whole thing. So like we're getting the blow off, blow off, blow off, blow off. Okay. We're getting and I'm just like, why? So do all blow offs. <laughs> like we're, we're getting match. I presume, I think five, I think. Um, but I'm not really sure what they can do. Like they've done like the no DQs. They've done stuff like that. Like what do you do here? Like a yeah. match? <laughs> hey man, if it turns out to be that, I'm all in. <laughs> uh, I I just think it's what like uh, me me and J Five talked about it last week. It's just like it seems like uh, her losing to Dakota Kai and then her having the weird match with um. With uh, Shanti Blackheart, you know the weird tag match, which they I, I think uh, I believe they also lost. So it's just like, what are we doing with Tegan Knox? Like it seems like they were already like pushing her out, and now they like pulling her back in. And then she had the match with uh, Indy Hartwell this week, and it was another sprint. You know, all like all Tegan Knox is having is like sprint matches. I don't know, man. Maybe like just like the MCU, they they got Captain Marvel waiting in the wings. So uh, I mean, I thought that the card right now is a little like with Charlotte, Eo, and Rhea. Uh, it's full at the top at this point, but hopefully, yeah, like in the next round of baby faces, like they could get Tegan in there and kind of maybe face Charlotte. That would actually be a pretty good match, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. Know. I would hate it. Uh, just to finish up, listen, the Gargano dinner and having the cup in the middle of the centerpiece <laughs> kind of like makes me. I'm like, what? The, let's just move it out there. Move it out the way. One, I hope you wash that. Yeah. And two, like, it's just a weird centerpiece to have for a dinner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, it, it just so off. weird. And then, I guess the editing. Um, I just did a uh, like a movie podcast for the Rage Carry too, and every time she does the telekinesis thing, uh, there would be like this black and white giveaway. So the whole like thing where they look into the camera, and I guess uh, mm-hmm. Johnny calls out Keith Lee, and then Candace calls out me and him like a, a funny like couples to couples thing. I was just like, oh okay, and like I, I don't know, I it just. They're, these dinners are cool, like they're fun, but I'm like, all right, like there was like, it, maybe there were too many, like too many of those gray segments for me, but he got the point across. Like, it, like we're getting Johnny Gargano and Keith Lee. Uh, I, I, I like the, uh, the dinner stuff and I do like the little effect where, uh, it kind of changes and, you know, it shows like the, like the true personality or whatever, or like what they really trying to say. Uh, I, 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 uh, I enjoy that a little bit. Uh, I, I, I do like these dinner segments a lot. I think they're goofy. I do the, like they're not probably not supposed to be, but I do find them goofy. Um, I like, I like Candace and uh, Johnny being healed. Like, I, yeah. I, I think that they do this really well. But yeah, we're 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 gonna get the uh, Yim and Lee versus the wrestling family, and I think uh, I think that should be interesting. Hopefully, it doesn't like lead into like a a whole like a mixed tag. Like I I hope that's not like you know kind of like the blow off or whatever. But it is uh, it is what it is. I think that we're gonna get separate matches. I think that there yeah. these are gonna be matches on the uh, in your house card. Oh, okay. It, it yeah. I, I okay. I wouldn't hate that. And you know how Keith Lee like working with you know smaller guys like he's he's yeah just finally. And then Johnny Gargano, amazing wrestler. 
Uh, I just want to see how he could take down Keith Lee in his own way. Like it. Yeah. You know, um, now that the power, uh, uh, Johnny would probably have to do something a little different. Yeah. Uh, finally, the North American title division is no longer the Hoss division. Now we can see Keith Lee do some interesting stuff with smaller guys. So next week, you got Kushida versus Drake Maverick, Akira Tozawa, and Del, El Hijo Del Fantasma, and then Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley, which I am eagerly anticipating. Will uh, Charlotte get involved? We'll I hope not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, uh, the cruiserweight tournament stuff is happening. Uh, I, this week I wasn't too invested in it. Like, uh, it kind of just like rolled off my face. Uh, yeah, it was like, uh, you know, Jake Atlas and Tony Nese. And that was an okay match. Swerve Scott. Did not like that. (laughs) It was like guys who were already out of time. So it was just like. You know yeah. how G one they have these matches where like you know, the like, guy that you know they have to keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's just like we already got the finals locked. Oh, nice, they're having a match. Like it's not like going to change yeah. like the overall thing here. It's just yeah, the the guy with five wins already. I'm not watching the guy that has five losses. Like he's not he's not going to prevail in the end. Yeah, like a young, uh, like this. Yeah, all right. I'm not watching. I'm not watching Yano matches. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, that was NXT. It was a, a, a fairly uh, a good episode. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, next week we got the Double or Nothing Two Go Home Show. Myself and Cyrus will give our uh, predictions for that. Uh, I mean, we're still getting rules for these matches, so hopefully they have. <laughs> hopefully they have most of the cards set. Uh, I would think that they are probably going to announce some stuff in week as well. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was that's our show. You got anything to go before we wrap it up here? Um, spot callers will be coming out within the weeks. Uh, well, within the week, uh, I should have the episode edited fairly soon. Um, so we're we're talking about brawl for all. Me, Justin, and Mark. Uh, the episode was supposed to come out uh, a lot sooner, but um, YouTube said <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we had to come together and uh, re-record, but I, I still think it was fun all over again. Uh, talking about like the Dark Side of the Ring episode, um, JBL get knocked out, uh, <laughs> and then Bart Gunn getting sent to God by Butterbean. Which I, I've never seen originally, so uh, that that was a fun watch. But uh, shout-outs to Mark. Uh, shout-outs to Justin. Uh, that, it, it was a fun episode. It should be coming out fairly soon. So today we're going to have a new late... We're going to have new late fees, and we're also going to have a new It's a Challenge with Meals. Uh, yeah. Of course, the A-Show. Uh, they're back. They talk about Becky's... Big announcement, man. She's going to be a mom. So I'm really happy for her. They also give Bailey yeah, flowers. Like I just said, like I think that she and Bailey is doing the Lord's work. With I, 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 I really enjoyed the Tamina match. <laughs> I know that there's I thought certain, that match was really there, good. There was a certain collective uh, that did not like it. And you know what? I'll just go into it real quick. That's fine if you didn't like it. That is fine. Like, if you want to critique that on that separate merit, cool. But when you start talking about Tamina's yeah. age, do better. If you're if you call yourself a wrestling yeah. journalist and then you start taking shots like, oh well, she's too old and stuff like that. Like, listen, like the top of the card in AEW has, it currently has a fifty-year-old, a forty-three-year-old, and a forty-two-year-old. Okay. So, like, to say that, and especially to say that about a woman, I think that is very unbecoming of a certain person. So, yeah. I mean, I just took issue with that. I just had to say it. Yeah. Uh, anything to get your slander off, I guess. And then, like, you know, I, I people that, uh, that were, like, really applauding uh, him saying that stuff are, like, you know, shitty people as well. 
um, ta- taking stabs at other journalists, uh, more successful journalists. Shit. Um, it, yeah, I don't. I don't want just uh, just a bitter community. Because you know what I mean. But I just <laughs> took particular offense to that comment. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to comment. If you think that, like, the match didn't do for, for you, cool. You can say that, and you can say it constructively, and you can kind of, like, yeah. go into that. But, like, just kind of throwing – that just didn't sit right with me. And I said something about Twitter about yeah. that. Like, you can – wrestling journalism could be better than that. You, you don't have to kind of, like, say anything about people's age because, like, this is – Wrestling is a business where, like, older people, like, The Undertaker still, like, you know, like, they talk about that on the A-Show, too. Like, this Undertaker documentary where, like, The Undertaker's 53 and he's still wrestling. You know what I mean? So, if you want to... Like, Liger almost the same age before he was retiring. Uh, Miro Suzuki being 50 and everybody loves him. Uh, Not saying that, yeah, like... The age range is still there. Like, Tamina had a very decent, uh, had a really good match. I, I won't even say decent. It was a really good match, and I think she definitely should get her and Bailey should definitely get her flowers for it. And continue that feud too, because I like to meet yeah. this kind of like the whole promo thing, like that she was doing on Twitter. Yeah, cool stuff. New episode of the First Responders. They talk about uh, that guy. Uh, yeah, that, that. <laughs> rat man. They call it, yeah. They talk about that guy. Um, also, this weekend's Nelly versus Ludacris Veruz online battle, which I think is divided some people. The funniest. The the fun. I think that's the funniest part of the episode. <laughs> I, Cam is in his bag when talking about uh, Nelly and Ludacris. So everybody tune in for that. I thought that was like comedy. Got a new episode of the Mount Silver podcast. Uh, they talk about the fifth Jim Akano. They talk about Erica. Uh, the secret underbound basis of Team Rocket. There's also a new episode of Chat with Nelson. He t- it's a good talk with uh, Miami radio show host Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Be sure to tune into that. Uh, new Big Eyes podcast with Jamal. They t- he talks about Promised Neverland and another episode of My Hero Academia. Uh, yeah, so like I said, like RNC Radio Live, follow us at Twitter, follow us on like Spotify, Apple Music, wherever your podcasts are. We are your quarantine station. We have about 50 million things that you can listen to, movies, TV, wrestling. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, anime, uh, pretty much everything, man, so check us out. Uh, so for myself, for Cyrus... This is the War Report, and we will be back next week talking about some Double or Nothing too.